What's up? It is 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, we're going to be talking about Mexico's plan to legalize. A Georgia Republican just introduced a bill to legalize in Georgia. And let's see, what else? The DA just said that they're not receiving a lot of uh, alerts from people smuggling weed from Mexico, but Mexico's planning to legalize, so we're going to talk about that. But let's just get right into it. What's up, Mickey and Tom? Hey. Hey. How's it going, everybody? What you got there? Oh, just a tiny little auto flower that I got to, you know, I figured while I'm doing the show, I might as well trim weed. You know, I I figured it would be on point and and I shouldn't call it weed. I should call it medical cannabis. (laughs) No better place to do it, though. Well, you know, sometimes you have to do that while you're going over the same Mexico story that you've heard a million times. Like Mexico is the little boy who cried wolf amongst the uh, international legalization movement, because like as long as we've been doing this podcast, they've been saying they're going to legalize it. But, you know, they as a nation made greater strides than we had. You know, they did criminalize small amounts, possessions of pretty much every drug for uh everybody um Did years ago that much so like okay well yeah like you got like five milligrams of meth or some shit like that like there's an amount there's a arbitrary bullshit but i think it all matters though because it's, it's a cartels it's the money cartels. yeah it's what i was kind of figuring i'm like well i'm the sinaloa cartel have something to say about all this uh, probably but I mean, all they're going to do is just merge into it. I mean, that's all I see. It's they can't stop it. This is going to be a a, a game I think that's changer. Why it's taking so long is because like they, the cartels just haven't gotten in yet. Yeah, uh, I, I think I told you before when I used to live in Arizona, uh, Tucson is used to be the gateway for the nation when it came to drugs. And mm-hmm. uh, when I uh, got out of the Navy, it was uh, hard for me to find weed. Because all the good weed left straight out of Tucson. It went to the No, I don't think that's why it was hard for you to find weed. What year was this? Uh, Shit, it was before the medical thing. That's uh, why. That's why it was hard for you to find weed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was still... It was, but it was easier for me to find coke. That's the problem. Like they were selling yeah. coke at bars versus like I just wanted to get some weed, man. <laughs> like, Can I get some weed? You want some coke? I didn't. I did not ask for coke. Why are you offering me coke? I wanted weed. Yeah, it's like the Dr Pepper or Pepsi Coke shit. Like uh, I asked for Pepsi. Can, or it's can, that, that Simpsons where they go to Australia and they're like, "Can I get some coffee?" B it is. No, no, coffee. <laughs> yeah, coffee. B yeah. Seriously, though, man. But I, I think they're going to make headways. I mean, better than we are. I mean, I wanted to ask you, because yeah. we're not we're not you and me. We're trying. We know policy. Don't be partisan and all this other shit. But why do Republicans hate Americans or i.e. Fox News? Like, why is this a I mean, we just passed the COVID relief bill. Right. No, no Republican voted for it. Like, how is this even like not a, even accidentally? Because that happens sometimes. Republicans will vote for something accidentally. This is my fear Hilarious. for the Morak. I just I worry that this because the process this is a the more act. I don't even know if that's going to even be an incantation anymore. However, because the uh, coronavirus relief package is now out of the Senate, which uh, basically means that Chuck Schumer, hopefully his grand, huge, mysterious vision of whatever cannabis regulation from the Democrats and uh, the Senate will be is going to be um, you know revealed. In short order, that'd be great because, you know, we're getting up toward 20,000 subscribers. And if you're joining us for the first time, please do uh, smash that like button and hit subscribe uh, because then you'll get notice uh, after we pass 20,000 subs, which should be in two days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then especially as legalization, you know, that's the thing that we've been trying to 
propagate is the conversation the you know help move forward the uh because uh, uh, the policy stuff is just boring and tedious but you have to call your local people. You have to. Yes, you do. You absolutely have to call your local people. And so while you're doing that right now, I want everybody that's in Illinois to go out there and call their local representative starting tomorrow, which, of course, is a Monday. Don't call them now. They aren't there. Uh, and, and tell them to vote yes on HB 3508 so that we can get a second lottery for many of those social equity applicants that just did not happen to be a veteran. Did you see the, uh, the 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 meme I shared with you guys earlier with the Arizona with the bill they're trying to do there? No, what's that one? They're trying to do a goddamn five percent tax on medical for uh, 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 they're going to divert the funds to it's under some bullshit name like harm. And Is it going to the children? No, well, the psychoactive type research. They're going to look for uh, uh, bipolar and psychotic behavior because oh. that happens with cannabis, right? Yes, that's right, because our bipolar rates are just going through the roof ever since legalization happened. You know, it's a direct correlation. Actually, we can just go right past correlation and and call it what it really is, causation. This isn't a political axe they have to grind to try to stop cannabis at all. It's, it's just, it seems like there's so much stupid out there diverting the real conversation, which is legalization. Like, right. like the whole, you know, uh, and again, Republican Party versus is is essentially Fox News. Like, like what? Like, the, what's what this like this Muppet and uh, the other like cancel culture coming? No, it's not. That's not what's going on. This is yeah. actually uh, business decisions and, and things that need to take place for society to go forward. Uh, meanwhile, your more act is going to be ignored if you don't call your representatives and, and push, for, you know, the. Yeah, we have to see what these Democrats in the Senate are going to actually come out with, because I'm not sure if it's going to be the Moore Act or if it's going to be, you know, uh, something like Moore Act light where they don't uh, legalize it. They decriminalize it to and that this is really not necessarily the wonderful, um, you know, name that we should be using. I don't think like dropping it to schedule three should be considered uh, decriminalizing. Right. No, I just. And again, this should have happened years ago. We're beyond right. time when this is makes even sense, you know, as far well, as... We're like, still waiting for all the research, uh, Mickey, remember? Man, all the research that we haven't done? But the, the, you know what it is? Because, like, this morning I was watching the, the political, like, Meet the Press and all this shit, and there's just so yeah, much stupid in leadership, man. You know, the fact that they got Wyoming and Western Virginia have you worried about building a wall when that has no implication on your personal life. But you know what does? legalization right that'll freaking make everybody's day better it, it will it will as you know unless of course you're referring to the drug dogs and then you're like oh you can still sniff bombs boy well yeah the puppies are gonna be fucking blow up yeah. puppies yeah that's that's why we should keep cannabis illegal you know the drug dogs they need jobs too it's just wrong it, it's just an infuriating topic that we when we talk about it and again like why can't you know it's cool that you're trimming but you better watch out that plant might jump at you because what about oh, yeah. the children i'm i could tell like i it's angering up the blood i am becoming more violent those nice people out of the japanese ministry of health were not completely stuck in the past and just spreading misinformation i think i'm, I'm about to go commit a crime here you yeah. Cat Williams has the best that you know. Marijuana has a thing in it called "fuck it." You just fuck it. Like, I owe this to my bill and my electric bill and whatnot, and fuck it. Now, what about? Uh, there's been a lot of celebrity uh, news coming out this week. Uh, Seth Rogen has his own brand now. What do you think about Seth Rogen's name for his uh, cannabis brand? 
yeah, I think the celebrity thing is something that's can't be avoided, right? Like we had, Man, you know, no Jay Z's monogram, but right. I think with Seth Rogen, you know, he really loves the plant. I think he might be someone that's going to be involved with the actual like visiting the farms, for quality control. That that's essentially what you we what you need when you're going to be a brand. The need is quality control. <laughs> You know, I think he actually cares and knows what to look for, though. You know, like with Khalifa Brand, like the the vast majority, well, at least half of his life, I would imagine. You know, yeah. maybe we can have him on to, to pimp his brand, but probably not. Probably. I don't know. Why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, why not? Let's reach out to his people and be like, "Hey, Seth, you want to come on and like talk about Houseplant?" Uh, and then is. Is that it? Like, does he actually have like a, a, a strain or is it just called houseplant? Well, I believe it's like a line of things that can be available for your wares. Like he's just trying to because they're going to have like, I don't know, cozies and shit like that there, too, as well. Not just a weed thing like uh, grinders and but things for your house. Yeah. Merchandise. Yeah. Mer- Where's the money? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a concert or whatever, I guess. Well, you but- know, it's, it's from Spaceballs. Merchandising where the real money is. So we think about that uh, DEA report where it says uh, marijuana seizures at the southern border have fallen significantly following passage of statewide legalization. I, oh, my I, God. So now we are not there's no more DEA raids at the border. So, like, because we made our own weed here, Mexico's not trying to import it. That's great. I honestly do. I think that that uh, what do you call it? Um, statistic, this this uh, uh, the validity of this report. It's kind of bullshit. Like when I used to live in Tucson, uh, every other week there'd be bales of weed found in the desert magically, like just bales, like like hundreds of pounds, just randomly found by the border patrol. Just like Bobby Tuna and Square Grouper off the coast of Florida in the seventies. Well, well, hear me out though, man. So like it was always just weed. It was never like they found that hundred pounds of ecstasy pills and and meth. Mm-hmm. So I think. Uh, the cartels in the, in the border patrol were all just kind of like working with each other as far as like, yeah, we we're, we're saving the day. We found another hundred pounds of marijuana brickweed. We, we, we saved you America. That's right. Brickweed is the most angering up the blood of all weed, mostly because it sucks. And so like when you smoke brickweed, you're like, ah, damn it. No. Oh, oh God. Yeah. You think all we gave you a fucking headache. No, no, I have not smoked brickweed uh, since college, and I am fine with that. Like, it, the longer that I can go without smoking brickweed is fine. And so, like, you know, my my medical stash here that I'm throwing above it in that some people uh, say don't do that. It has to do with the terps. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think it, it has an okay terpy scent, but um, no, the, the pH on that one was all fucked up, and I really screwed up the plant. But, you know, live and learn. Well, and curing it, it's all part of it. It's all the love and tenor that you put into this thing is going to be the experience that you get out of it, I think. You, you can give as much love to a, a, a cannabis plant that's getting bathed in an 8.0 pH solution. It ain't going to care. <laughs> so do you do that? You monitor your, your pH or whatnot? Yeah, you have to where I'm living. And like I also have a reverse osmosis machine that I need to hook up. And my buddy Roger will be helping me out with that uh, simply because like our pH out of the water that comes here is like seven and a half to eight. Gotcha. It's really, really uh, heavy pH and like a lot of PPMs, lots of stuff. I mean, like lots of dissolved solids. And, and so uh, you need to strip all that stuff out and then you could, you know, add back in whatever new shit you want. Are but, you filtering uh, yeah. in? Uh, no, I'll, I'll be using the reverse osmosis filter. Oh, got you, got you. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad. 
So uh, let's talk a little bit more about this whole Mexican thing, which I don't know if it's actually going to happen. Because like this is like the ninth time that Mexico has planned to legalize it. But now they set a vote for Monday. And so I will take the under on this and I will say that uh, they will not have this vote on Monday. Right. But, uh, you, know, go ahead, you know, if you want to take the over, I'll bet you an American dollar that they uh, they won't have this vote. Uh, but lawmaker in Mexico's chambers of deputies. Oh, that's that's where all the real bills get done are set to legalize the bill uh, are set to take up a bill to legalize marijuana national nation nationally uh, in the coming days. But the proposal is reasonably subject to several revisions since being approved by the Senate last year. So that's that's probably what's going to happen more. A joint hearing of the chamber's health and justice committees will take place on Monday and a vote of the full chamber is expected the following day or on Wednesday. Advocates have been eagerly awaiting introduction of new language and hopefully it would address concerns with the Senate proposal. They'll be the largest uh, country for recreational use and I think the funnest. I yep. Mean, and, uh, can't uh, change, dude. It's not 21 and over like it is here in America. In Mexico, you only have to be 18 to buy the weed. And of course, they still have, and this is interesting that these types of provisions are in there considering they have the metric system. But for some reason, you're only allowed to have 28 grams of weed. However, you can cultivate up to six plants for personal use, which then goes back to show that they do not understand how much weed a plant can yield. And don't don't use my plants, for example. That was a, that was a diseased, uh, stunted, uh, you know, starved plant that could not absorb its nutrients. But you know, if uh, the pH would have been fine, and uh, I did have a small gnat problem, but it was pretty much under control. Was that before or after the little one that you grew? The eighth. Uh, this is the same, same, same soil. And so like the, okay. the problems, the problems hit it again. And I wasn't sure with those ones that I grew, if that was just all the gnats that got at it, or mm. it, it turns out that the, the soil's pH was completely screwed. So like, no matter what I did, uh, I mean, I started like trying to control the pH in the water, but still it just was, was yeah. just too difficult. Yeah. No, I'm going to start tending the garden this week too. So getting ready. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Outdoor, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna try and blend it in with my tomato plants. Uh, yeah, I might get a, I might rip out my fence and put in a new fence here. It's one of the nice things about having a really cheap house um, is that you know you can try to do those types of improvements. Uh, however, I, I'd probably end up building like a greenhouse outdoors or at least some type of potting shed or something, simply because you know I'm growing um, in my house on carpet. I don't have a basement, you know. Mm. Greenhouse would be dope. Uh, but yeah, I'm just going to go. I ride the cycle. I hope uh, for the best. Uh, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, what else I got going on? Among the most significant amendments of that is the, oh, that's the revision you already talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, the advocacy group Mexico Unido said that the revised proposal still criminalizes users, puts criminal and administrative sanctions on them, and invades their privacy. So, you know, I mean, can you go to, I mean, I guess if you can go to jail for it still, that's, I don't understand how that enforcement would actually work. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously, if this was alcohol, it'd be such bullshit. People would be like, all right, we're going to get rid of this uh, prohibition amendment. That, that was stupid of us. We shouldn't have done that. Tell you what, you can now have alcohol up to six beers and six beer possession or six drink possession will be okay and legal. No, that's not what they did. They it's all 5% ABV. Back. 
and yeah, it's all it's all micro alcohol. So like, it can't get you drunk or nothing. No, it's that's not what happened at all. It was, what do you mean? I, I I'm gonna continue to drink this bathtub mint julep then, you know, that I just whipped up with some wood alcohol. But um, no, it's 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 really stupid that they continue to have a quasi legalization where uh, you have possession limits and then all these exceptions to the rule that still allow them to to arrest you for a plant which is safer than alcohol. Dude, this plant can't get a break. I mean, it's just like with American legalization with a 3% BS. Like, 3%? What are you talking about? I mean, with the hemp and cannabis, right? Like, like this plant cannot get a break, and no matter what country you're in. Like, why... Do we have to create these semantical? Yeah, we need to get we need to get the the United States doll out. So let's get like a doll of Uncle Sam and give it to a Republican and be like, "Show me where weed touched you. <laughs> where did the weed touch you? You know, it made me think different." Oh, seriously though, it, it, well, it's just like with the uh, uh, when I was asking about like the the Fox News BS with why do they hate. Uh, cannabis because uh, uh, human talking uh, meatbag uh, Tucker Carlson had on a, uh, a Kennedy who was talking about what about the children like you know this guy's going for drugs are you know he's he's trying to pitch himself to this conservative side of like I'm your man to make sure your kids don't die from what from weed you know, I mean this is their actual argument yeah uh, we just like to thank our sponsor, Purdue Pharmaceuticals. If your back hurts, get yourself some Oxycontin from Purdue Pharmaceuticals. So you know, like chasing the Chardonnay. Yeah. Remember back in the day, and that day was not like more than like three or five years ago, by the way, where they had a drug out that was designed to help combat uh, opioid caused uh, uh, constipation. Yep. And so. They actually got this country so effing addicted to opioid painkillers, people got constipated from that. And then a drug company said, oh, well, let's not you know, stop giving them painkillers. They said, well, you know what we should do? We should help develop a pill that will uh, counteract all this uh, constipation that they're getting from the crap load of pharmaceutical opioids that we're giving them. Well, we'll give it a, a, a fancy name like incontinence. So you oh, think yeah. you actually have something. Yeah. I, I Naming this, drugs yeah. is hilarious. Like people are always like, oh, my God, I can't believe they would call that strain name after a Girl Scout cookie. I'm like, have you ever seen like the name of the shit that they come up with for like, you know, and just watch the evening news because every uh, uh, so often they go to commercial and every single commercial is a drug that you're supposed to ask your doctor about, uh, which and they all have like really stupid names like Trulicity. Oh, it must be true. And it also is felicitous. And so, like, it must be a happy form of truth. Dude, speaking of trulicity, just because, you know, I'm, I'm loving that you're on this, this topic because uh, I was, I'm watching the, at the end the disclaimers, right? Like, if cannabis was legal, is that all we need? Just like some long ass disclaimer about, like, if you're enjoying yeah. a case of the Mondays or, or whatever. But in, in this disclaimer, it said, uh, uh, if you're allergic to trulicity, don't take. Like, how do, am I supposed to know I'm allergic to you until I try you? Right. At that point, I would love the ones I would love to, to hear all the side effects for like, you know, like can of weed. If you are having, you know, depression, a case of the Mondays or if you're just not hungry, try can of weed. And then like they give all the side effects after it, like may make things seem more edible than they are. You know, like, 
Mike you know. It's back to the CBD shit, right? We all know this stuff works, the cannabinoid system and all this stuff. Like, have you tried CBD for this? Have you done this? But we are doing uh we are doing an ongoing test as to the validity of the official policy of Japan. Uh, the the Ministry of Public Health says that this is gonna make me violent. So you know what time it is. Times like this, I wish I had a shotgun. Full disclaimer, I did do it for science earlier before this, so I'm just waiting for the... um... Still waiting for those violent urges to start. You know, if anything, I I kind of feel giggly. You know, that's that's where all violence starts from, you know, laughter. Like the Joker. Like the Joker, yeah. Hey, man, but there is one good thing about this Mexico proposal. Hopefully it'll come about. Eventually, I think it will. I just don't know when. Uh, Six licensing categories under the proposal, production, distribution, sales, marketing, research, in addition to one that would provide for vertical integration. And so they're going to have horizontal integration, but then, of course, also vertical integration. We have no idea how... They are going to hand out these licenses, but I'm glad to see that Mexico is moving forward. And even if it all goes to the cartels, um, at least they're becoming legitimate, just like Vegas and and the mob. It's like, look, we can we can become legitimate now. Maybe they're going to do that. Look, we can we don't have to worry so much about like having that that tunnel that you know with the the like was it no it was uh el chapo he, he yeah. escaped through like a bathroom tunnel like you know elevator and then he was able to take a bike on a track underneath everything and he got out for five minutes well what's gonna happen dude is uh because i mean there's already fields out there grown by the cartels uh i had friends that lived out there and uh you know as the legalization happens it's gonna give them all their citizens a chance to to be involved in a billion dollar organ you know come uh freaking industry yeah and, uh, mexico probably uh they have land races from there some of those huge old uh sativas that probably get huge i mean like if you because some of those sativas down there with you know how far down they are on their equator they might take six months or something you know to finish so those those suckers they can get big that would be pretty sweet to see like i that's one of the things that i want to see in my life it's like a 15 foot uh cannabis sativa like a, some haze plant or something that's you know no i feel you like I, another month to flower or something and finish it would just be ridiculous you know i'm told there's weed plants in samoa with the stock so thick because it's not a big smoke thing it's just another plant it's just another thing and uh, uh on uh western side uh just i want to see those old big plants the, the dinosaurs of weed well, I mean, that's that's it was a land race, and that's just used to be how it was grown. But now, because uh, of the drug war, uh, and then the indoor cultivation, the uh, crosses and the hybrids and stuff that we have now, um, they necessarily wouldn't grow very well outdoors. Um, it's just a different beast than when you're trying to like baby everything and play God completely inside. And so the uh, the strains that they get like in a, a light depth greenhouse or outdoor are just going to be a little bit different. I mean, they could. They can breed for whatever. And so yeah. that that type of genetic uh, diversity would come back. But like, you know, uh, they, they've spent 30, 40 years like making those indoor hybrid grows to try to avoid detection, you know. But and again, and again <clears throat> cannabis is not stronger than it was. It's just more refined and, and, and cleaner. It's 
more to a yeah, tune. That's, that's one of the things. Like, you can't necessarily say that it's stronger than it was, but you can say, like, it's grown more optimally, so it may test higher. You know, yeah. but that, that doesn't necessarily mean that if you go back to uh, the 70s or something, when a lot of these first crosses were coming about, like skunk number one or whatnot, uh, and, and then you grew one of those plants under optimal circumstances and conditions, it wouldn't be really, really strong as well. And then there's the whole, well, how much do you believe the testers? I mean, like, like you know, like in the big short where they had Moody's or they had that other rating system where they could both rate the uh, the, the mortgage tranches of those collateralized debt obligations uh, as AAA. And if they don't, they'll just go down the street to Standard & Poor's and then uh, they'll rate it. Well, yeah, and that's why I don't ever put any faith in any talk about testing, because unless it's a uniform, all the way, everybody does the same way methodology, um, the fact that you can have that flexibility still there, I still don't trust any of that shit. I all just right, trust man. that says it says that's cannabinoids or says uh, CBG or whatever, but I don't trust it percentage-wise. Uh, that's that's one of those things where it can be misrepresentative. And so uh, there's lots that you have to test for. So, like, what happens if that lot's, like, you know, 600 plants, something like that? You know, they're all – you flower 600 clones. You test the one that looks the dankest, and then you just say, all right, that one came in at 30%. Therefore, all 600 plants are 30%. You know, I'm not sure about that, but uh, there's rules, and then you try. And then the most important thing is, like, the, the THC levels, that's not necessarily what gets you high. Right. So, I mean, terpene profiles and whatnot, what we should be looking at, you know. In, in Again, we're, we're still hung up on this limiting the THC shit, right? Uh, Einstein yeah. wants to limit – California's THC like what is your people's problem like it's, it's just it, it's just indicative they have no freaking clue what they're talking about like you know it's like so you ever heard of hash you like you know hashish or keef seriously the extracts that are like thousands of years old how much thousands in there you know you all believe in the sky god but we can't just believe in like the plant just being whatever it is like right we all believe that jesus came back three days after easter because the bunny said wake up and then um and that is complete you know bible text like we have to believe that because we're all good christians but you know magically that uh and we're coming up on the date and so like we should have um this is one of the more fun bumpers that we have uh you know this brings us to another wonderful segment of uh, let me just find it of Welcome to Cannabis History with Miggy and Tom. Uh, fundamental red letter date in cannabis history, March 26th, 1992. What was that? March 26th, 1992 was the day that anandamide was discovered. Oh, Red letter date in cannabis history. And so, um, you know, we really didn't discover the CB1 receptors or CB2 receptors until the uh, 1980s. Uh, by the early 1990s, we discovered the endocannabinoid system and nothing has been reflected in, in public knowledge or, or public discourse or public policy uh, to evolve the, you know, the, the criminalization of this plant uh, for no yeah. reason at all. Or even academia, right? Like we we know this is an actual thing entwined in our nervous and bone structure, like mm -hmm. an essential thing on how we live. Like, like essentially, like if the sailors who had scurvy and just said no, 
T, uh, vitamin C does not help me. It, right. THC, the endocannabinoid system, it's all intertwined, and it's a matter of health. And this is why we're also messed up. You know, this this bastardization of how we look at drugs is freaking ridiculous. Right. Right. You know, it's 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 so stupid. But then uh, that's where we are. And the only real reason that people are actually going to get in and like dig into like the endocannabinoid system is if them or somebody in their family needs it for medical or uh, it's probably a great time to switch to the stocks report. I tell you, you know, the stocks report um, for the medical. Oh, yeah. For the for the no, no. Cannabis stocks slump for second straight week as prospects for uh, nationwide legalization dim. And if anybody is holding some of those pot stocks this past week, well, you know, hey, you can buy 10 percent more of them now if you just a dollar cost average. Right. So you might as well throw uh, some some uh, bad money uh, after some good money or maybe you take the profits off the table. But like, seriously, what's going to be powering Cure Leaf Holdings or Aurora Cannabis is sales or any one of those right now i mean where's the growth in the cannabis uh, stock story uh for the rest of this year because what what new jersey okay when are we going to see that pop you know when are they going to start sales in jersey is that our I, I see what you're saying but there's also the thing to look at where uh cannabis has been proven now recession proof like going covid <laughs> Going through yeah. COVID, Washington State just said they had their best fucking sales. Like, like we're it's the second crop in Washington State. Like a beat up there with apples. Like if you're known for two things, it's gonna be weed and apples. Like, proven. I tell you. During the 2020 COVID-19 crisis, Washington State marijuana sales tax revenues approached nearly half a billion dollars. Wow. Imagine if you guys gouged prices like they do in Colorado. That would have been a billion. They're still they're still flooded with, with, with revenue, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're not a hurting state. It's not. No. And you guys, like, you guys have $6, one, some odd change gram joints that are infused with, like, diamonds and stuff. We got a $15 minimum wage in, 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 in the state, you know, in the certain cities. So, like, do you guys have no jobs then? Yeah, everybody's homeless. Everybody's homeless. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got a panhandle from uh, three to t- two today. How is that? Yeah, it's, it's busy. Mm. <laughs> All right. So some say, people are saying that sales in New Jersey are supposed to be starting in 2022. I haven't heard it being that far gone. I've heard that sales are supposed to be starting this year in a few months to the ATCs that are currently operating. And that's like, for example, GTI is an ATC operating out there. Actually, all the ATCs are probably publicly traded. That stands for an alternative treatment center. One of the bad things that happens when a state goes medical is very often they make these vertically integrated requirements like that. And then you only got the uh, the publicly traded companies. And so now there we go. There's there's another 10 million customers who can't be wrong. But uh, how long before they actually have comp- competition? You know, like, well, I think you're I think you're right in the, in the first hand where it's going to be the ACSs that are getting ATCs. the license. ATCs. The alternative treatment centers is what they call them. Yeah. God, it's so horrible. I mean, it's just the fact that you have to 
Well, approach. what about like the MMTCs? They the, the the TC, the treatment center, is is kind of popular in medical cannabis, uh, you know, legislation. And so, like sometimes, like Florida calls them MMTCs, and so you know, the mm. medical marijuana treatment center, and then an ATC, alternative treatment center, and of course, the alternative is weed. I just think it all sounds horrible. It sounds like I should be doing yoga and freaking sitting in a hot sponge bath and and, and crystals around yoga. me. You should, oh. Well, I don't know about the crystals, but you know. But you know what I'm saying? Like these, these seem like. I mean, cannabis is an actual holistic freaking way to treat yourself. Like it, it helps, whether it be fucking alcoholism or an actual disease. You know, this this plant's medicine. Yeah. And overall sales were up 78 million bucks from a year earlier in Washington cannabis sales. In Washington, tax revenues for weed have gone up five years in a row. And uh, Forbes is reporting that the U.S. total cannabis sales for 2020 it was 17.5 billion. And I believe the youth rates have gone down as far as consumption. So everything that people tell you is going to happen, the end of the world, the, the children. People are so good at giving their opinions and advice and being complete. You see two homeless people walking down the street. One of them is giving the other one advice about how to live. And yeah. so uh, now, you know, and I, and I, cause I'm a lawyer. And so like, that's my job for a living is like charge people to give them advice. Uh, and so like when, when they ask for free questions, I'm like, Oh sure. But uh, if this is going to be free advice, I'm going to make sure it's worth. It. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, we you're in a position, you do a thing and uh, uh, this business, it's, it has to be a business like for for the, the sake of just not people in society going to jail and just be things doing the right way. There has to be a certain way to do things. And then honestly, this is what the military taught me. Like I was a young hippie. Everything should be equal. And we all should be first. We all know everything's fucked up as well. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of un. It's bad stuff that's happened. I mean, goddamn prohibition is based off of racism. I mean, that's, you know, and once you get around that and, and accept it, there's, I mean, we're a lot further than we were, though, when I started doing this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got an interview coming up with a doctor in a small. The what? It says my interview oh. with Dr. in a small. And yeah. it wasn't with me, so I figured it was with you. No, that's with Kurt Robbins. It was an article that he had in LinkedIn. And, uh, uh, he, he's a technical writer and cannabis industry trainer, Kurt Robbins, interviewed scientist Dr. Ernest Small in 2019, asking where the 0.3% comes from in separating hemp and cannabis, which you remember we talked about the arbitrary number. And here right. we go. Dr. Small wrote the 0.3% TAC figure originated on the basis of botanical classificatory considerations that reflect the real world selection of two classes of plant, one used for fiber and low in THC, the other used for drugs and, of course, high in THC, which I I mean, I kind of see you're the thinking there. But again, you can still use the fiber one, the the high THC, if you really needed to make fiber that way. Right. It's all about how you grow it. So small continues. It is often pointed out that cannabis material of about 1% THC is for practical purposes necessary for people to smoke it to get high. The 0.3% figure is quite conservative for purposes of limiting the abuse potential of hemp for production of marijuana like material. Come on, man. I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure that if somebody gives me a 1% THC joint, um, is not going to do anything. And I'm pretty sure that if somebody gives a 1% THC joint to anybody, uh, especially if the 1% and then the CBD is at like 19%, so it's like a 21 type ratio thing. 
uh, that's not going to get anybody high either. I mean, maybe some of the CBD and then whatever terpenes are in there might give somebody a relaxation, you know, sensation or something like that, or maybe yeah. some invigoration sensation if it's got terpenoline or limonene in it. Um, but I am hard pressed to believe that guy's conjecture that one percent is what they needed to get high. And I just I don't like how they look at the separation of the plant as far as abuse and, and which is, again, another word for like addiction. Right. Like we look at addiction wrong. We look at a drug abuse wrong. Uh, you know, addiction is actual. Yes, it's an issue. Yes, it's a, a people can abuse anything. You can abuse fucking coffee. You can abuse sugar. You know, yep. you can abuse anything as addiction. And, and then we have to say, OK, it's not incarceration that we need. We need treatment. Mm hmm. But instead, we just want to lock shit away and put things to the side and and ignore it. That's right. And we like, well, because we're judgy. We're judgy people. And so, like, the Puritans moved here and had kids. And so we're still judgy people. And we judge people. And so, like, we like to say that they're wrong or they're bad or that they should get what they deserve like hey, who was the last time you ever heard somebody say oh you'll get what you deserve or karma's a bitch and it's all this this we have a very judgmental culture and so if uh your weed or whatever you're doing you know your mental illness let's say or your poverty uh puts you in that we're judging you as bad column yeah they'll just run roughshod over you not listen to you and they'll pretty much do it blatantly and, and openly because they know that you're powerless well, even in like say advocate side, I see people judging about like someone getting busted in a legal state, say Illinois, right? Someone had ten pounds on them, you got raided. Well, they should have been following the state law. Well, how is that guy going to follow the state law when he can't get a license? You know, how's that person going to abide when when there's a lottery for this entry? Right. So, so we're we're making legality a lottery. Right. And then like the, there's no outdoor grow like, you know, the the stuff that I'm looking to plan for, like, you know, the premium indoor grow for uh, craft growers, not just in Illinois, but wherever, if they wanted to grow like real bomb ass flower indoors and like not try to light that greenhouse route. Um, that's expensive. I mean, like it's, it's sciencey. And so like you really hope that you're yielding uh, more than like two grams per square foot. But um it ain't cheap to build. Well, uh, you learned the hard way, like with gnats and, and other th things that you're experiencing. Are so expensive is because like it's designed to be, and then your HVAC is on point heavy. And so your HVAC is really, really expensive. But then, you know, you're expected to make sure that you have these types of rooms that are clean, that nothing gets into. Uh, and then, you know, the, the pollen rooms for when you're actually, you know, creating your, your next line of stock and all that will have, uh, um, uh, scrubbers when you're trying to get out, like, you know, little well areas so that none of the pollen can, can transpose itself and get, get out into the air at all. But then that's like one uh, extreme is this uh, super farm that you can build and to create like really, really premium grade, uh, you know, craft cannabis. The other one is just huge open greenhouses, you know, where, or, or growing outdoors, you know, yeah. Uh, where your costs of actually doing the business come down substantially. But if that's not on the license menu, you know, 
because of this crazy regulation and then also competition. So like you're saying you're going to, you have a garden hose and an outdoor plot. And I'm saying that I created this corporation that's already raised this much capital. And then we've, we've secured enough funding to be able to be into phase one. So we'll be in production in six weeks and then we'll have the best tasting cannabis because we have the the best guys from the, the genetics and also the best facility in which to grow it. Um, those people don't get a chance, you know? Exactly. I mean, again, the, the big cannabis, the big marijuana, the, uh, and that's funny. Uh, that's what's mentioned in that article by uh, 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 Tuck Carlson and uh, uh, Kennedy guy, because they're like, big marijuana doesn't want me to speak on this. Right. Bullshit. It's just pure bullshit. You know, you know who doesn't want you to speak? Anybody. We don't want it. I mean, as a citizen, as, as a consumer, you still want me to be a villain. And I'm pretty sure that if we followed this guy around, dug into his life, we would find, well, he's maybe, he's got, maybe he's got not a scintilla of addiction in him. You know, maybe he varies his day. Like, you know, maybe some days he doesn't breathe oxygen. He has nitrogen. But maybe some days he wakes up and he doesn't have a morning routine. You know, he has a he has a, has a dice and then he'll, like, he'll throw a dice and it'll be like, oh, I'm going to have coffee today. Or, oh, I'm going to have uh, tea or, oh, I'm going to do this. No, I don't like to be addicted to anything. As soon as I recognize there's a pattern somewhat, you know, I told my seventh wife this, you know, because I only had one wife. thought I was a little addicted to her. Got four more, you know, so like. I was then more balanced in the lives department. No, like addiction is a part of life. It's just that yeah. when those addictions become uh, when they injure your life and when they, they, they hinder you and they hold you back and all those types of things. If he gave two craps about that, he would probably realize that cannabis can't help real addictions into something that's uh, a safer addiction. Exactly. A substantially safer addiction. A, a better routine, a healthier routine. I mean, essentially, it's what it's all about. Like, no. And that's what's so hard because we can't make a study with this, right? Because unless you're trying to funded. Exactly. Yeah. And then everything is about money, right? And then the, you know, the definition of abuse under the federal law is any use. Because, again, with the way that the scheduling is, is contemplated under the Controlled Substances Act, a Schedule One substance is three elements. You know, it's got no recognized medical use. It has got extreme prone towards abuse, meaning that, like, any use is abuse, basically, under the law. Yeah. And then uh, it is unsafe under a, even a doctor's supervision. And so, like, when you look at the criteria that they use to place cannabis in schedule one you're like this gotta be a joke right like you guys you guys can't be serious and then you realize that not only are they serious they've been serious for five decades you're like how are you getting away with this like are is everybody just like cripplingly stupid or like scared of you is that what this is that maybe people are just terrified you know and let's not forget the same people the same government the that has a law based off of racial testimony that you're going to turn to a bat and, and, and rape white women. The same government had a patent 6630507 mm-hmm. that showed that cannabis is medicine along with, they had eight federal patients in the beginning, eight federal, one, two are still alive. that are getting free weed from the government because we're also going to get their legal weed. That's the only well, legal weed technically, if you think about it. Yeah, it's only from the University of Mississippi, but um, it's terrible that we're in this type of thing. And so the, uh, you know, 
it was illegal to be gay for a while. Like, when did they like decriminalize being gay? Because I mean, there was still a lot of stigma going against that, and as they were fighting for their rights to have marriage. But uh, you know, with weed, it's still a crime, and so like that stigma just sticks around as long as it's illegal. Because then there are people that just won't do it because they're risk averse you know most people aren't looking for trouble and so that's why they aren't going to do weed um and then some people maybe they still work for the federal government so even after a state will legalize they're scared that they'll get tested for you know using weed legally and they'll get punished for that Uh, and that perpetuates uh, the the lies which again it sucks but you know, it's it is a crime. And so like even our show to a certain extent is a federal conspiracy. It's, it's like the it's the lamest federal conspiracy in the world. But I'm like, oh, here's how you get a cannabis license. Don't forget to call your legislature and say vote yes on legalizing it in your state. I mean, it's kind of like the whole jury nullification thing, right? Where you try and you're in a quandary, like don't can't talk about it, but it is your right. But again, yep. it's not a right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just and then and then you're like, well, why did we keep it like this? Because everybody like that's the other thing. All these people, they run for Congress and the only thing they do is screw up. And so, like, we are never going to have everything working fine, Uh, because where did all these laws come from 50 years ago when people were even more corrupt and racist than they are now? Ah, crap. So just think about all the garbage laws that we are laying uh, right now that we're going to have to deal with in 50 years. Well, and that's what I mean. It's like there's so much right now just just political bullshit noise out there like this whole like they're taking the muppets away and and then they're doing this and making the world more sensitive well you know what america was fucked up and it's mm. been fucked up and there's, there's all kinds of highlights of fucked up moments i mean the goddamn it's like almost as if the country has built off of indian graveyard i don't know yeah right the country is built off an indian graveyard and it was built by uh people that we brought from a different country and enslaved them to, to build our shit and so uh, there may be like and so that's one of the reasons why we need this Jesus character, because he is saving the crap out of us right now. Otherwise, we would have such bad karma and other stuff we would have to deal with. But fortunately, because of Jesus, now just isn't the time to like really be, you know, protesting anything. We, we have to take some time uh, and let things cool down first. Yeah. But there's so much like this actual one topic, you know, these assholes, there's so many like with the noise as far as like. You got these people in charge still talking about a rigged election, like like a fake bullshit. Like you people were almost murdered. Like I don't, I don't your, know. Kind of your real world is completely <laughs> devoid from reality. You believe a conspiracy theory as if it is Tuesday, as if it is it is actually what's happening in your life, uh, and it's terrible that this is uh, actually what's going on, that they will believe this type of stuff uh, at the exclusion of reality because something inside of them uh, will not allow, won't let them believe in the reality. But I think a lot of it has to do with them trying to perpetrate a bullshit conversation just so that party bullshit stays in line, right? Like people in America look at uh, politics like religion and this is fucking ridiculous. Like it's always, to me, it should be about how is progress a bad word? Progress means go forward, and and we all as a nation go forward with better laws. We all love new cars, and we all love new phones, but yet for some reason we have progress, and then suddenly they're like, whoa, 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 hang on a second. Let's not change anything too much yet. Yeah, it's just, it's mind-numbing, and and that's why I smoke a lot of weed. 
Yeah, but there's some good news coming out of Georgia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Georgia H.R. 218, a resolution to legalize marijuana, was introduced by House Representative David Clark, a Republican. Uh, David Clark has introduced H.R. 281. This is a resolution to approve the constitutional amendment for the legalization of marijuana. If passed, the question of legalizing adult use and home grow of marijuana will be placed on the November ballot for registered voters to vote on. A private summit is scheduled for March 23rd, 2021, to bring together Georgia's leading marijuana advocates to finalize plans for a statewide campaign in support of the res- this resolution. On the agenda for discussion is how to best utilize the grassroots efforts for this campaign. Yes. Yeah. I mean, hopefully uh, Atlanta Normal is getting big into that, and hopefully Georgia Normal's uh, really getting organized and we don't have the specifics of H.R. 218. We would have to do an analysis of the bill to see uh, what types of licenses and uh, what types of timelines they have in there. However, uh, it's another state and a Republican that's introducing bills in the Deep South to legalize cannabis for adult use. If they legalize it, I see uh, Ludacris having a brand there. I see Ludacris having a brand. I see, uh, you know, Gucci Mane having a brand. Migos mm. have a brand. Um, you know, uh, two chains probably have two brands. And then, uh, yeah. Put the one chain in two. He's going to have the most expensivest. <laughs> Never seen that two chains episode with the yeah. most expensivest. And they'll have like a bottle of water that some idiot entrepreneur is selling for $100,000. I saw him smoke like a $50,000 blunt. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yep. Yep. Those those people now that's business right there. It's like how much did this cost you? Ten bucks. What'd you sell it for? A hundred thousand. How do you sleep at night? Yeah, enough for real though. Uh, what else we got? Uh, the summit will lead a statewide campaign. Did I already do that? Uh, no, I didn't. that's all right. Keep going. They'll include fundraising and town hall meetings. There will also be informational PowerPoint presentation available for those interested in arranging an audience for it. Oh, neat. That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah if, if you're interested in attending the summit, you can visit their Facebook group, uh, Georgians for Marijuana Legalization. That's going to be dope. Georgians for Marijuana Legalization. Fantastic. Hopefully, they also reclassify the term as mar- uh, cannabis from marijuana. You know, that's that's one of the reasons why it was able to get this far is because they started lying even when it came to the gosh darn terms. Uh, yeah. And for then doctors didn't know what they were talking about. And then there was all those lies with Fred Vincent. Remember? Another one of those excellent episodes of great hit moments in cannabis legalization history. Well, you know, the plant's just surrounded by nothing but fear mongering and uh, hippies. Yeah, and patchouli. Uh, better now. Patchouli. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's go to another story. Veteran nonprofit approved for PTSD observational study. This is difficult. California-based Battle Brothers Foundation have received approval from the Independent Review Board to launch an an observational study on the use of medical cannabis to help combat related post-traumatic stress disorder in veterans in a partner with the medical uh, data and research company Nia Medic. Uh, It's going to be a little difficult, you know, because the veterans really are told that they aren't allowed uh, to use. And so they also, I mean, like, granted, like all the cannabis laws are at the state level, but they, they very often do not want to disqualify themselves by using that medicine from uh, their federal VA benefits. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a mixed bag. I mean, it, the thing about the VA benefits, so they do not inquire about, like, it's not like if you do come out, if you're active duty, that's one thing. 
but being a VA, they don't chase after you or know like a background of like you being a cannabis consumer or else I would have all kinds of issues. Yeah. But my, my, I'm curious about uh, Dr. Sue Sisley, if she's going to be a part of this, because she's been an advocate for the PTSD and soldiers for years a part, uh, down in U of A. And mm-hmm. uh, that, I mean, you know, that's the thing. If you bring people who've been doing it into the same pool, then maybe you have a better result because it is, I think, used for PTSD, just like like you're dosing on mushrooms. I mean, these are, and it's not just war. It's, uh, you know, we have domestic PTSD. We have, uh, uh, you know, traumatic brain injury. And so it's, it is a neuroprotectorant, you know, and, um, and so Brian Buckley is the founder of the Brothers, the Battle Brothers Foundation, said this news could not come at a better time. Every day, 22 veterans are dying due to the effects of PTSD from opioid addiction to depression. Through anecdotal experiences, we know that cannabis can alleviate symptoms and provide relief, which is interesting. Like if you actually go to the website about PTSD at the VA, they will make passing reference uh, to the efficacy of cannabis when it comes to treating PTSD without saying that you should use it. They've said this this type of anecdotal evidence has been reported uh, for people uh, that are using cannabis for PTSD, which again, this, this is wrong. Uh, What they should be doing is, is the, working with the veteran in particular to see which strains and which terpene uh, allocation, which cannabinoid allocation of the plant works for that veteran so that they can get the benefit. And then after you understand what works for that veteran, then that veteran has, you know, they know what strain to ask for, you know, they, and hopefully it's a commonly found strain that they have to get uh, custom and they have to get specific, uh, you know, terpenoids and and cannabinoids for their particular benefit. And they get their own uh, cutting or strain or whatever. Yeah. Then they need to be able to grow that at home for their own personal supply, you know, Ideally, I mean, that'd be the best way to, I mean, cannabis has proven to treat traumatic stress. Uh, Even, you know, soldiers in Vietnam, they, you know, that's how a lot of cannabis came out here in the first place. How we discovered, the Americans discovered cannabis for the first time. Uh, You know, here's this plant that doesn't kill, but yet they were able to consume in a war zone. And and I mean, I couldn't imagine the high intensity of just being, you know, uh, trying to be aware of you could die anytime, you know, and cannabis helped them get through that and I imagine it helped a lot of them get through it afterwards too yeah a lot more than the uh marlboro cigarettes and johnny walker red that's it brother uh-huh. so there's also some other news in um uh, conglomerates trying to control your life news some cannabis companies are requiring mandatory vaccinations or employees will be fired that's wild uh-huh. a leaked document from bezel brands in california says that employees who are not vaccinated by june 1st will be placed on an indefinite unpaid leave of absence COVID-19 vaccines are available to all cannabis industry workers in California. You know, they can't do that unless they, I mean, bring help, make it easier for the, the, because now you're telling someone to do something in their off time. Yep. Right. What do you guys think about these cannabis? I'm sorry. What do you think about mandatory vaccinations? Or uh, what do you think about cannabis workers being considered essential enough to get in the line right there for uh, getting their COVID-19 vaccines? Do you think that uh, cannabis companies or any company should uh, have the ability to require that you get vaccinated? That's 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 a that's a heavy issue. Just, you know, when it comes to like business and because private business, right? America is all about the company has the rights to do what they want, hire and fire. Yeah. But how do we get rid of polio? 
How do we get rid of smallpox? What do we right. do then? But, you know, and I, I mean, I'm pro vaccination. I, I think it's great that they have the opportunity, but I just think the fact that they're forcing them to do something in their off time. Like, you know, if you shut down the, the, the shop for a day, make it all available for employees that day, you know, I mean, that seems more better than just forcing everybody to go, you know, have, here's the deadline. And then, yeah. and then you're going to fire me for not getting a shot. I mean, well, like that's, that's the thing. Like I want to know, cause like we got rid of polio. We got rid of smallpox. Those, right. That was good. Did we mandate vaccinate? Cause they had vaccinations that's and they true. had uh, vaccinations for both of those. And I like, having uh, polio and it ruining your life. I mean, like maybe even the Texas, I don't know if the Texas governor has it, probably not, you know, that, you know, he's, 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 he's in a wheelchair. I mean, like it, it ruins, it will cause paralysis, you know, like Frank yeah. Roosevelt, for example, uh, had it. Hmm. And so like, that's one of the reasons why I think it was probably a pretty easy sell because like with COVID it's like, Oh, you have a, a slight chance of, of perhaps dying. You know, you'll, you'll recover probably in two weeks. I could see people, People like saying, well, I'll roll the dice. It's completely different diagnosis than polio or yeah. than, uh, smallpox, you know. But I'd imagine it'd be more voluntary too back then, too. Remember in the beginning of all this shit that I talked about, like we weren't acting up fast enough. Like sure. if COVID made your penis fall off, that'd be like a thing that we'd be on like a week last week, you know. Instead, they waited, they waited, they waited. And then at the end, they still had these stupid ass super spreader events. Like, you know, I'm just saying, like, People not treating it like as the, the seriousness that it is. Like, we all want things to open up. We all want to go to events. We all want the stuff that, you know, open everything up. But, you know, it just you couldn't do that unless more people would die. I, I mean, yeah. it could have been worse, even though it could have been better. Period. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I'll be getting my my COVID shot, and that's and then I'll then I'll cut my hair. That's that's kind of the whole thing. Um, uh, this we're coming up almost on a year since uh, actually I probably haven't gotten a haircut in a year now because like we got locked down on, on March twentieth, but maybe by now last year like they were already starting to shut the uh, the barbers and whatnot. But I know by March twentieth they did. Mm. So uh, whenever I can get mine, I'm assuming it's going to be May or June. Uh, then I'll get rid of the Bill and Ted esque. Uh, haircut because then i have to go back on the tour like we have to go get the road show going because like we haven't had a road show the whole point of one of the points of having this podcast was that i could report from such and such convention over here don't forget to come down to booth 174 say hi yeah <laughs> no but I, i'm totally on board man it's just uh when you got dumbasses like in idaho burning masks like it looks look like they're burning books i'm like come on this is why I mean, you How are like, that stupid. How yeah. did you? And then, and then you're so dumb. You call yourself that you're not a sheeple. And it's like, well, no, because like a sheeple, um, you know, has at least some people brain. You're just more like a straight up sheep. I mean, if that's what you're believing because you're real and believe in freedom, man, you dumb. You're dumb, man. Yeah, all these all these freedom chasers that are fucking imposing on their freedoms is stupid. Nah, yeah. they probably are all feeling personality types where they really can't be like reasons with with like facts and figures. But if it feels right to them and it's common sense, then it must be true. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, whatever, man. I got weed. I'm gonna smoke it. I'm in a legal state. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk a little more about this Seth Rogen brand. So uh, Seth Rogen is bringing his marijuana to brand to America, and the internet can't handle it, which does happen when uh, movie stars release cannabis brands. The internet likes to break. Uh, so yeah, that was Seth Rogen announced this week. He plans to bring his weed lifestyle company Houseplant to America. Now, by using the term Houseplant, uh, this is a, com- a very normal uh, naming convention. The name of brands should be two or three syllables. Uh, If you get more than that, uh, they just get a little hairy. So whenever you're looking around in business, uh, there's chances are that uh, the the brand that you're you're going to be looking at is going to have one, two, or three syllables. For example, we are coming to you from StreamYard. StreamYard, it is an online streaming service that you can use to create a podcast. Uh, Two syllables. House plant, very similar. So they're already available in Canada, um, according to Lauren, but their uh, products will be available for sale in California starting next week. Hmm. Uh, Canada has had house plant for a few years now, and there are mixed reviews. Reddit user uh, Mr. Sprinkles1983 wrote, What's the deal, man? I just bought seven grams of house plant sativa. In my opinion, this is barely mids, dude. It smells like nothing and looks horrible. Another Redder. You remember Raj wrote, hey, you, Seth Rogen, your houseplant smells like ass. I'd say it tastes like ass, but I've eaten ass that tastes far superior. The high is disappointing and leads to groggy hangover. Also, whoever designed your packaging should be dragged out in the street and shot for environmental terrorism. Mm-hmm. I kind of I kindled, I kindled a fire with a cardboard sleeve. Oh, my God. That you. Use, Nate, your garbage weed, shame on you. Oh, that was savage. It was pretty bad. Like, uh, you know, renowned ass eater, remember Raj, uh, has, remember AJ, maybe that's what it's actually, maybe like, you know, because it's, it's the word. And then I think remember is misspelled as well. But uh, the, that's a nice thing. Not only did that troll, like, you know, admit that he eats ass uh, several times, but that uh, ass is better than Seth Rogen's weed. Uh, now, again, like I've heard weed in cannibal Canada is terrible. And so that could yeah. just, like chalk that up to like weed in Canada. And how much of this weed do you think is um, from him or how much of this weed do you think is like his brand? Like, again, somebody comes up with this brand idea that only has two syllables or like, this is great. Let's right. go talk to Seth Rogen. Uh, he has three syllables, but it's two words. So it's okay. And, um, and then they, they make this. So there you go. Well, he is a partnership with Canopy Growth, who's a huge Canadian, yeah. like, like truly, right? Like they're just another, but the, again, the Canadian legal industry from what I'm told is pretty fuck not good. Like that they're structured from what I've seen there. The farms aren't good. There's, there's no care in them as whatnot. They, they're probably the same people that like in the, boston comic where they vacuum the spider mites off of fucking plants like there's no real care off this they just you know want the the, the probably what's that pgrs probably use those you know PGRs. yeah yeah so and i mean regulators that's what you need still probably not the best weed i you know just growing fast for for, for a dollar and so uh i'd imagine he's he just got to pay out. Now, if he's going to do this in California, uh, I think that slaughters your brand as a as a cannabis uh, connoisseur, though. You know, like like icon. I would I would hate to have shitty weed if I was like you know a Seth Rogen. 
Uh, yeah, I would hate to have shitty weed if I was Seth Rogen as well, mostly because I should be able to afford better weed. Uh, but then, you know, if it's just one of these things where he has a brand deal with Canopy Growth and Canopy's like, yeah, we have a little bit of weed we haven't sold. No problem. Uh, however, if that's is it, does he have genetics like uh, or is it just the name of his stuff's house plant. You know, I don't know if he has genetics. Uh, and, and if that's what it is, then, you know, he could just white label that with anything and then slap his brand on it. And whomever grew the flowers who grew the flower. I mean, it's different if you have genetics, but I don't see him having his own genetics, but it's unfortunate. Cause like, I don't, when I, when I do smoke, like, uh, like Willie's reserve was one out here, a brand. And I would smoke his shit. Cause I knew the people, um, that were behind the, uh, like the, cause it was white labeled no matter what. Yeah. The guys that would have to go pick up the product and select the product. I knew they selected good stuff. So I was like, all right, I'll smoke Blue's Reserve. Uh, there was another one, Stick Figure, uh, the musician. He uh, went through a farm out here, Green Farms. I bought his thing because I knew the farm itself always made good flowers. So the celebrity thing, man, I I, I think uh, it comes down to the farm they and who they team up with. and uh, Yeah, because I have no idea how good Joe, uh, Jim Belushi's weed is. No idea. Yeah. And like most weed that I can go buy at the dispensary is tasteless. You know, it, it kind of gets you high a little bit, but, uh, and it's $60 an eighth for medical prices and maybe $75 an eighth for, for non-medical prices in Illinois. Uh, the grow your own way to do it is how you can actually get tasty weed. Um, if you know what you're doing. Uh, but then like, I still have not like gotten any weed from Illinois that I smoke and I'm like, that tastes good. Like, you know, except for uh, Revolution. Revolution flower is good. But, um, you know, we'll see how that continues to be. Um, the other ones, the other manufacturers, just not impressed. That's sad, dude. I mean, like, if you're going to have a, a, a legal recreational market, the whole point is, like, as much as I want to bitch about Washington, I do get some good weed that's legal. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have good growers. I mean, like as much as I bitch about Illinois, I drove to Michigan, 31 flavors. You know, they call it deli style. I like to call it more 31 flavors. I don't really eat deli sandwiches, but um, they have bulk weed, bulk flower weed in jars. You can smell it. You can see it. You can look at it. That's why I picked one of the strains that I picked. It only had like 17% THC, but it had the best nose. It had the best mm. flavor. Uh, it had a really nice buzz. And uh, you can't do that in Illinois. Like the only, you can't see anything. Like you can see it on a website. That's about it. Like there's just no ability to inspect the nux. And uh, and then like say, oh, you know, I, I was leaning towards this chem dog, but now that I smell it, I want that point break, you know, from Fat Panda. That's those guys can make some good weed out there and it tasty. And so yeah. um, that is nice, but we don't have it. And and that's one of the things why, you know, these these laws, they aren't going to be done. And so oh, like no. when Georgia you know, legalizes or when your state legalizes, it's not done. I mean, they're still going to have it mostly illegal. And then they might make it really difficult to join the industry. And then you're probably going to be stuck, you know, smoking weed that kind of sucks unless you have the ability to grow your own or you guys actually have uh, legitimate um, craft growers that are able to get into the industry in your state. Yeah, no, I got lucky. We have a lot of legacy people that uh are still part of the recreational market. You know, a lot, a lot of people are just big money people. Uh, Hater Proof is asking you, how much is, was your Michigan weed? Oh, uh, Michigan weed was still 20 bucks a gram. And so, like, it came out to be, you know, so, like, that, the, the deli style, some of that stuff was still, a, you know, uh, 20 a gram. But 
uh, then it'd be like 23 after the uh, the taxes on it. But I bought a $20 gram in Illinois after all the taxes and stuff on it. It was almost like 26. And then yeah. that Illinois gram was garbage. And it was like a, a mass roots wedding cake. <laughs> No. Plus it's better just like variety, right? Like that's the whole reason. Like when I first got legalization here, I was like, oh my God, I can just buy a gram of this, a gram of that, a gram of that, and not be stuck with a goddamn same ounce of some shit weed. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's best, you know. And then when you find the one you like, you just hope they still have more of it when you go back. Well, that's one of the nice things about having established strains or heirloom strains, you know, strains that have been around for like uh, a decade or a generation. Uh, you know those, you can go back to them, and then in theory, they should be uh, the exact same genetically, in theory. Uh, yeah. But, you know, if if your growers don't have that kind of access to genetic diversity, or like a lot of the times, you know, the GTIs, the, the mass roots, the cure leaves, the true leaves, for example, true leaf, they have that black tuna strain, which is just a cross that's supposed to be uh, close to the uh, Columbia Rosa Gold sativas that uh, Bobby Tuna was smuggling into Florida in the 80s. Uh, and so like... <laughs> That's a custom genetic for True Leaf now that they can use, and they can be like, no, no, only Bobby Tuna's strain is at our our facilities, right. uh, and, and that's another game that they play. So like, they aren't like a larger producer like a True Leaf or like a GTI or uh, you know another MSO. They may not want to be giving you like Jack Herrer or or uh, you know actual strain names they they might want to be giving you mm. their crosses their genetics you know so they would take you know the the strains that you might like cross it up with something else call it something else and now it's theirs yeah but i mean like what's in a strain name right like 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 every like black market traditional uh legacy you know like it was just fire or it was just really good you know i, just, I, I never knew like this is blue dream or like you would say it's blue dream but really was it you know until you know, we've evolved to the point where studies you can look at profiles of what to, Blue Dream here in Washington is versus what Blue Dream is in uh, uh, Illinois, you know, and, and then they match. And you're like, all right, this is from the same heritage uh, uh, grow or whatever. But I think with Washington, you know, uh, the importance of a regulated market, the, the, the law, the, the structure, you know, what they're asking here for the consumer to buy a $10 gram because you bought a $20 medical gram with tax was $23. No, no, those were both adult use grams. Oh, were they? Okay. It would have been a $20 gram if I would have went to the medical line, but then that would have been it. There wouldn't have been. But yeah. So like for the sellers though, for the farms, they got to sell a gram at $2. Uh, Four in in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still the, the big grows are always going to win when it comes to like, cause they can buy in bulk the, the, the the pesticides or whatever they're using you know the dirt the the soil they'll always win that marketing for a lower price but the craft is always going to be important because it keeps a variety out there you know no the, the craft will not only keep the variety out there it'll it'll hopefully make uh, genetics more localized but then also it'll keep genetics that the larger producers aren't going to be giving and so like you know somebody who's a craft grower might be able to pop some chem dog 91 and like you know get that out there but then somebody who owns like an mso might might pop the chem dog 91 cross it with one of its own phenos and then call it like chemi d you know and be like hey, this is ours you know um and then that's just one of the, the things it is you know it's it's just 
it's annoying. Well, yeah, the genetics are huge, you know, and that's what you got paid to genetics and also the farmer. Uh, one of the things during the medical times was a, a controversy was subcool genetics. Uh, I guess somebody was a farm had his stuff and, and he's like, I did not approve this, you know, they're using my name, all this other stuff. But in the black market, it's hard to, to fight that. But in a legal market, you have rights. And that's kind of what you we need for all these states. Yeah. You know, we need the the ability to be able to access the industry so you can put out the illicit market. And the way to to do that is really to have some type of uh, micro growers license, you know, where uh, they can either grow and sell their own stuff, kind of like how they did the 70s, 30s over in Colorado all those years ago, where, you know, they'd have to grow uh, 70 percent of the bud they would sell in their dispensaries. But when you make it like these limited markets, which are essentially like micro monopolies it's not the best you know yep no 100 dude all right man how about some listener mail we got a we got a bumper for listener mail yet nope ah uh, it's too bad Just get a bump <laughs> listener mail. Yep. hey what we got uh john meister on instagram asks is it worth supporting marijuana bills that suck for example if you have to be a millionaire to participate in georgia's medical marijuana market uh well no no his for example is you have to be a millionaire to participate in georgia's medical marijuana market and that's true uh on one hand it's a step forward but on the other hand it's blocking a lot of people from participating in the industry at the end of the day are all uh weed bills good and so like no especially considering the um the lack of access for patients and also for uh, supply in Georgia. Now, Georgia only passed their law in 2019 and then, of course, COVID. But it doesn't change that they still created a tier one, tier two, like a 50,000 and 100 square thousand square foot uh, facility for these uh, cultivations. And those are the smallest that, that, that's like your smallest access is a 50,000 square foot. And it required, a, I believe, a $625,000 just cash in the bank requirement. Uh, so like, you know, just, hey, what are you doing with that money? You want to get a cannabis license? You know, and so like who who has that money? Seriously, very few people, corporations like MSO, yeah. they might be able to have that money because then they can go to the, the stock window and raise $30 million by diluting your shares. Uh, however, you know, the average person, they can't. And that's just one of those problems with uh, medical bills, because when a medical cannabis law is passed, it's always more restrictive and it's it's more dressed up in science uh, because it's a it's quote unquote about the patients, not necessarily the implementation. But, it, 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 you know, again, sometimes it's going to have that that bullshit barrier for a while until everybody's able to get because the Washington involved to that, right? Washington had the limited uh, licenses. Uh, our friends, Kush Kush, they bought that license for 2,500 and now it's worth a couple million because they have just, just cause the market, the limited market, but, right. and it's all, but they're also bad when it's blatant. Like what is Idaho? Remember uh, Nick Lachey when uh, he, he, he was part of something to, yeah. to like just a total monopoly conglomerate. It's the same thing with Missouri. There was a doctor association. Well, that- guys that we had on from Missouri had the same kind of cockamamie scheme where it was like, no, no, we'll just take all the licenses for seven years. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, there's going to be this unfairness no matter what. I mean, unless you're in Oklahoma, but 
the thing is too though the more states that happen you still need access to the capital like you still need to be able to grow really good weed and then you might have to undersell that weed so like you're gonna have to be adequately capitalized enough to be able to establish market share i i was against washington state's uh legalization and uh you know, in retrospect, it's, it's there's still a lot of parts that they, they should have got refined right in the first time, like home grows. But I see a lot of positiveness and, and goodness about it as far as like it gives workers rights. It gives employees rights. It gives uh, people who have a shop rights because if they, you know, they're following in, in, in line with the Washington State Work Department, like their actual department, they have to follow L&I, you know. So, you know, it's good when you have rights and, and, and become a uh, uh function member society so i mean that that's there it's, it's gonna happen so not all of them are good but they can make a difference yeah like you know the murder in uh new york versus the curta and so like some of the ways that the laws are written i don't necessarily support i really don't support the limited market concept i think that goes in the face of america you know and it stymies the entrepreneurs from accessing their market you know like what if there was a six hundred thousand dollar requirement to start a, a hardware company in the 70s and apple computer never existed you know uh it's just ridiculous but then i understand from a municipal and a local perspective uh that that municipality should be able to say no we we have enough weed growers in our county or we have enough um, pot shops or like, you know, dispensaries. We have five, you know, the, the community is only 200,000 people. Five dispensaries can handle that, you know. Uh, and and so I, I I hope that's where it kind of goes more of the um, Michigan California West Coast style of business, but then like you know, Washington State, like they're basically a whole thing's a moratorium. So eventually, like the prices of those licenses can go up if they stop handing them out. But you know the importance of the law, though the the importance of of, of the legalization. But I was thinking about this earlier, like of a state legalizing any uh, recreational use is in my state. I can go leave this today, go pick up a joint. I'll go downtown Seattle. And if I see a cop, I could light up the joint in front of the cop and I will not get fucked with. I will not. I'll be left alone. I'll be looked at like a cigarette smoker. Right. As long as I'm not interrupting a public people's space, they'll fucking keep on walking. But if I were to do that in like Kentucky or Tennessee or Florida, I mean, it, it's like it's not America still. Like, how is this this prohibition, this this uh, my state versus your state shit still part of, you know, our our legacy, our policy when it comes to like personal freedom, you know, like the. Be able to take you and put you behind bars to, to, to impede your life over a smell. Uh, so crazy, man. Yeah, I tell you, you know, and it's just one of those things where I, if you guys are joining us and, and listen to us uh, opine about the non-perfection of the cannabis laws, thanks so much. You know, 200 people are hanging out just to listen to a couple of people talk about the news and then also kind of touch on points that are less salacious when it comes to the actual cannabis industry. Because, you know, so many people are out there smoking weed and, and just trying to dab out and they get a lot of subs. And, you know, we're trying to uh, help educate and, and spread uh, some strategies that hopefully over time will allow all states to have better cannabis laws. And so, you know, that you're, you're hanging out. I really appreciate that. You know, give yourself some thumbs up and, and feel good. Totally. You get watch legalization. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great. And appreciate everybody. 
Yeah. Well, you know, we're almost uh, about wrapped up, but here we are. We've uh, we've pretty much gone around the horn again, and it's almost 4.20 again. Oh, shit. We can hold up for three more minutes. Hey. Well, you know, it's one of the beauty parts of, like, myth and, and video. We can just say it's 4.20. We don't have to wait. Yeah. No, it's still a couple of minutes before 4.20, but you know what? I, uh, I'm going to hit the buttons somewhere if I can find them. Well, that's going to do it for Cannabis Legalization News. If you have a question for me or Tom, uh, DM our unofficial, official Cannabis Legalization News Instagram, Cannabis Industry Lawyer. Send us a message and we'll answer it live. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all Cannabis Legalization News. We will see you on Wednesday. Sweet.